Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week, we'll look at why sector investing can lead to very poor to average returns over the longer term. Then we'll get into the market so that I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. As you subscribe, click that bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and to answer all of your questions. Every time the market begins to rise, the question that comes under intense discussion is the topic of sector investing and which sector is likely to perform best in future. So why is this? It's an interesting question. Because investors are told they need to buy into different sectors to reduce their risk in order to achieve good returns. Based on this philosophy, it's about investing in areas that counterbalance those that are likely to underperform. Or in other words, when one sector is going down, another will go up to balance out the portfolio. While this may seem like great advice on the surface, when talking to investors who follow the strategy, they claim that while they can achieve good returns in the short term, they achieve very poor to average returns at best over any 10 year period. So this begs the question as to who this type of investing really works for. While it's likely that this form of portfolio construction benefits the industry, it's not very beneficial for investors as they typically end up holding 25 to 40 stocks in their portfolio. When I see over-diversified portfolios like this, it's very common to find that one third of the portfolio is rising while the remaining stocks are going sideways or down. We refer to this as diversification, given that a portfolio that is over-diversified is exposed almost exclusively to market risk, which is why many investors end up achieving very mediocre returns. In my opinion, you should spend less time worrying about which sector to invest in and spend more time looking for good stocks because smart investing is about buying what goes up and selling what goes down. So what are the best and worst performing sectors this week? The financial sector is gaining lots of attention given that it's risen around 17% over the past nine days. But is this rally really sustainable. This week, both the financial sector was up over 7% while consumer discretionary and energy were both up by approximately 4.8% and 
and looking good while healthcare and information technology lost ground on Friday and are up by around 1.7% and 2.5% respectively. The worst performing sectors this week include communication services and utilities, which are up by 0.39 and 0.33%, with the remaining sectors well above 1.5% for the week. Looking at the ASX top 100 stocks, once again, Unibail, Rod Amco, Westfield has had a stellar rise given it's up around 28% for the week and over 50% over the past two weeks. Prior to this, the stock was very bearish, so it appears that investors are jumping in, attempting to grab a bargain. If this is the case, then this mini run will be short-lived. The next best stock this week is Bendigo Adelaide Bank, up 19% and Flight Centre and BOQ both up over 17%. The worst performers include Northern Star Resources and Evolution Mining down over 8% and TPG Telecom fell by 7% this week. So what do we expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for the week and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me, plus a few that look interesting right now. Now, following in the Great Dale's footsteps, wasn't last week an interesting week on the market? You can see there on the chart, the All Ordinaries Index has actually cracked through the 6,100 point mark. I'm just marking that there with my cursor for you so you can see that. So 6,100 points is right there. In fact, it looks like the market's actually closed above it and is heading straight for my target there. Uh, now we expected the market to break through 6,200 at some point eventually and it's heading in that direction and continued potentially to move up to around 6,400 points. So I've actually narrowed down um, a zone there. You can see it's 6,350 to 65550 is where I'm expecting the market to go. Now, if it makes that 6,550 point mark, that's a rise of about another 7.5%. So I'm expecting the market is going to peak out somewhere between those two levels and start to slow down go sideways for a couple of weeks potentially and then turn back from there and that would put us right into July I'd suggest that when this is likely to occur or the end of June so we're going to see a little bit of selling we usually do of until the end of the financial year and then possibly a rejig of uh, uh, fund portfolios the big institutions generally rejig their portfolios in early July so we could see that whole shifting occurring again and an adjustment on the stock market. Now what I thought I'd show you quickly today is we can see here in history when the All Ordinaries Index rose after the GFC it actually traded up to around 50% of where it fell and then finally moved on but it took some years to get back up. It was March 2015 before it traded back around 75% of where it fell. Right now we're looking at the fall that we've seen. The fall um, was around 40%. We're actually seeing the market having recovered well through that 50% level at around that 5860 and heading towards a 75 level. Uh, so look, it's possible that the market may do it much quicker. The fall was obviously much faster. We saw the, the fall in COVID in just a couple of months or a month and a half, but in the GFC, the market fell over many months. So. Um, this is like an elastic band springing back and we are following a little bit along the, the lines of the US at the moment with a bit of a push up there we've seen on the Dow in the US market. So I think the, the Dow market is having a run at the same time at the moment, but that doesn't always happen. The charts change at some point, so be mindful of that. Now it appears that Dale has been so efficient in handling all of your questions 
that it doesn't appear to me that you have any questions this week. So thank you for bring, putting your questions up in the past weeks and you've just left the, the slate open for me to have a play and choose some interesting stocks for you this week. So I was actually um, on a forum recently with other traders and we were looking at Ampol Limited, which is was Caltex. They've changed their code. It's now ALD. So I thought I'd bring that one up at, and have a bit of a chat about what's happening on the ALD chart. You can see there that on the monthly chart, it's had a very checkered history, particularly since this high here in March 2015. It's literally just traded south. So high volatility, rising and falling all the way into the recent decline that we've seen in COVID. So COVID really pushed it over the hill. Prior to that, it was actually doing quite nicely, challenging resistance up here near the all time high around $36, $37. And eventually we saw the, the fall all the way down to around $18.50. So a big fall on Caltex or ALD now and then some recovery. So it's recovered probably a bit more than half of the, the recent decline. Tracking, I'd say, along the lines of what's happened on the overall market. And I can see a little bit further upside there for the stock, potentially trading between $31 and $32 in the short term before we're likely to see a bit of a pullback on this stock. So that's my short term prognosis. I would say that if you weren't in this stock already, then I would suggest that, that you've probably missed uh, the run on it because it has done quite well over the past few weeks. So that's a bit of a rundown on ALD. The next stock that I've got for you on the list is Technology One Limited. So technology companies often, if they're doing well, will have a bit of a rebound and potentially in these sorts of um, quick corrections we see on markets can often rebound really quickly, which it has done because technology stocks are often the driver out of economic woes. Now, Technology One has traded to a new all-time high just in the last couple of months. So we've seen this peak happen. I'm just looking at the weekly chart there. So the week ending 15th of May, it was actually up quite strongly around the $10 mark. Breaking all of this resistance, you can see across here on the monthly chart at around $9.30. That's really important for this stock to have done that because because of this resistance here, there was always the potential for this stock to fall all the way back to about $5. This is what the technical analysis tells us. However, once a stock finds support, which it did at around $6, there is a real possibility that on um, a move back up, so when we see the next move back up, that'll really tell us whether the stock's likely to take out that $10 level again and trade all the way to possibly $13 is, is a real um, strong level above for the stock. I'd say that's probably all I've got to say on Technology One for now. I like the stock. I think it's doing quite well. If I was holding this stock, I would still be in it. I'd be looking for it to come back. And if it finds support above about $8.40, then it's likely to keep going up again. But you'd need to see it head back above about $9.80 to be confident of that. So that's an interesting one there on the market. Now, BHP is an old favourite. Most people love BHP. And at some stage, you may have had it in your portfolio. You may have it in there now. It's one of the, the best stocks on the market to trade if you're a trader. Now, short term, it's actually taken off in the last couple of weeks with the rest of the market. We've seen a big push up. We can see a couple of gaps there on the weekly chart, one at about 
$38.20. So I'm expecting that BHP will move up and fill that gap. It's pretty close to that now. Could even head closer to the $40 mark, but I'd expect BHP to slow down over the next couple, potentially two or three weeks, and we'll see it peak out at around those levels. So $40 for BHP. We'll look in the past, it's struggled to get, but Higher, much higher than 40 or $42. We saw these peaks, one during the GFC that happened in May 2008. It traded through this level and then April 2011 again, it managed to, to break that level. But since then, it's really struggled to do that. So I guess there's always a possibility it could just rocket through those levels. However, we know that over history that stocks always come back to test support on prior levels. So we could see that after BHP rises for the next week or so, we could see it actually take a bit of a breather. So that's what I'm expecting there on BHP. But, you know, if you're holding this stock at the moment, there's no reason to be exiting it right now. So Macquarie is another interesting one. Always a stock that you'd have on your watch list. It's a really great share. While this stock actually was hit really hard in the GFC, and I'll show you the history of what Macquarie's done. I'll just um, drag this across here so you can get a bird's eye view. Now you can see that this stock fell, it was one of the most dramatic declines. In fact, it probably fell more than most banks, but we're actually now seeing that this is a favoured stock in the financial area, more so than the banks. So the banks, have, as you know, were hit quite hard. NAB, Westpac, ANZ were hit more than uh, Commonwealth Bank in terms of the overall decline that these stocks are experiencing and the way they look on the charts. Now Macquarie, while it has had the short sharp fall that during the coronavirus and can be more volatile than a lot of uh, than um, many stocks on the market, it does tend to recover much quicker and has done so quite nicely. So I'd see that on the upside, we could see it trade to around the 130 mark in the, in the short term over the next couple of weeks, potentially into July. But like the rest of the market, you know, it's been running hard now for the last couple of months. So I'd be expecting at some point after that, we're going to see it slow down for a while and just take a bit of a breather for a couple of weeks at least, and if not a month or so. So, um, the next stock I've got is actually an interesting one because it's all, it's part of the whole building and construction area, Borrell. Now, some people trade Borrell short term because it is a really volatile stock and can produce some really nice returns if you can analyse it well and get some good rules on it. And this is where doing the course is so important for a stock like this because if you study um, technical analysis and you've got a really good strategy behind you that you've developed and you prove that works over time on a stock like this, then you can make some good money out of it. But notice the volatility of a share like this. So you'll see that it capped out in September 87 and then literally went sideways in a zigzag pattern over time before trading down into May 2000, different to what the market had done and many other stocks had done and then took off. We saw the high here peak out before the overall market did in 2006, which is interesting. So while the rest of the market was still rising, this one was turning down. So then you can see what happened during the GFC. One of the most volatile stocks, I'd say, that we've seen in the bigger, um, more liquid stocks on our market. And you can see what's happened during COVID. It's just COVID's allowed it to actually get have this flush out of selling and to be sold off to take out the low that happened in the GFC. And I think that's a good thing for this share because going forward after this point, there could be some really nice opportunities down the track in it. It's just a question of how long will it rise? You know, it may rise for a couple of weeks, potentially around the $4, $4.40 mark, we, somewhere in that zone. And then we, we expect to see it peak out before it then has a bit of a breather and comes back.
So that's the general view that I'm seeing across a lot of stocks at the moment, that we may see them, them rise for a few more weeks, if not into July at some stage before then we see a bit of a, a slowdown there. So it's just be careful, have your rules ready, make sure you've got your stop losses, your initial stop loss of course, and your trailing stop loss ready to handle any volatility on the downside if things do turn around and, and go back down again. Well, that's about it from me. I hope you've enjoyed my discussion on a few select stocks there. I look forward to your questions for next week's report and thanks for watching until the end of the video. Now, if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below and I'll get to them. So get typing. Remember that here on this channel, we do these Monday market reports every week. We also do a live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. So hit the subscribe button now, click the bell on the right of it. So that way you know when we upload and go live. I'm Janine Cox. Goodbye, good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.